this, that, and the third. And I was like, obviously I'm getting fired from these jobs because oh, I hope my parents don't listen to this interview. <laughs> um, but because I'm not, I don't do that. I need to figure out a way that I can make a living doing music and also like not be stressed out about life, you know, like not be stressed out about answering to someone or doing this that, that I need to like let, I need to give myself space and air and breath to be able to like make the music that I want to make period. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody, to another one of our convos. Uh, today, joining us is a very special guest, Ella Rosa. Um, we're going to speak about her music, up, upcoming EP, kind of her background, and you know, just the usual, usual that we do. So, um, first of all, thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm excited. So, before we kind of get into obviously your upcoming EP um, stuff, you've been working on new releases. Kind of want to get into like your background for our listeners and viewers of people that don't know. Um, so kind of how did you like first get your start in music? I've been doing music for a really long time. I think when I was uh, like four or five, I really wanted to do voice lessons and you know all that spiel when you're younger and you want to do music, you kind of just go into like lessons, I guess. Um, so I was doing that for a really long time. And then I moved to New York when I was 11 and I started doing like auditions for the Met and I started really getting into opera heavily um, and I went to university for opera and right below the opera, uh, floor was like the jazz floor. And so I started like going down there a lot, going to the rehearsals, seeing what they're about. Um, and then I realized I really like jazz. So, and they were like all writing their own pieces and I was like, this is so sick. I want to do that. So, um, I realized that jazz was like one of my passions, um, and so I started doing that. And then I started writing my own music when I moved back to London because I just felt like I had a lot to say because I was just terrified and anxious all the time. Um, I felt like I needed to write it out. So that's kind of where I started and where the journey took me. Yeah, it's crazy that you um, said you started in, in opera. And um, kind of what age was that like when you first started kind of getting into all that? Opera, probably like... <sighs> it's like kind of a divide because I was doing classical my whole life. And then I guess opera specifically, like really getting into it was probably like 15, 16. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So just because we, I mean, we had a conversation with um, Jonathan Antoine, not that long ago. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know if you know him, he's also from UK, uh, mm -hmm. Tanner. I think it's, um, you know, kind of how, would you compare that, like that kind of opera background to this more popular singing kind of, how does that like help you or any differences that you see? Mostly? It's, it's like so completely two different worlds. It's like you're doing other people's work kind of, and you're like interpreting other people's work. It's like reading a book against writing a book. It's so different. Like you have to have so much to talk about and so much experience, I guess, to write something interesting that people want to listen to or just be like an insane empath to the point where you like kind of know what people are thinking. Right. Um, but I would say it was, I can't tell you, like it was so good that we actually had, I actually had, and my peers too, like had that experience just cause we wouldn't have been able to know. Like I have a show for instance, next week and I'm going to be singing three hours straight. So I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to do that? But I realized I was like, I can, I know how to rehearse. I know how to sing for that long. I can do it. And that's all because I like, 
learned how to sing operas for like two and a half hours, three hours. So yeah. it's, I, I don't regret it at all. I just like don't really think I'm in the mindset to be able to do that right now. Yeah, I mean, opera is definitely a very intense, um, you know, practice and uh, kind of genre of music. Like at 15, like how do you decide like that's the route you want to go? I felt almost cornered. I didn't really know what the path was. I didn't even know that you could like write music. I didn't like I knew that you could write music, but I didn't know you could like make a career from it. I didn't know what the next path was. And I knew that like a lot of my friends were a lot of older friends were doing like art school and and whatnot. So I was like, I need to figure out like a way to get into the music world and like have the training to do it, you know? So, so I guess it was more just like research and my love for just like listening to classical in general. Like I really love the way that like classical singers sing. So that's really how it is. Yeah. So kind of speaking about that, like you also said you have like a love for jazz and that's what kind of pushed you towards this more pop, uh, pop route. Like, so what would you say are some of your like biggest musical influences coming up? Uh, right now, it's nothing to do with jazz, but right now, like I really love the like electronic female, like really heavy female artists, um, heavy in the sense that they're like heavy hitters, like they're making like bangers like Coco and Clecla are some of my favorites um Shy Girl Nia uh, Archives like those people but my like classical influences are like um like Nina Simone and I'm listening to a lot of like Ella at the moment um and like Sarah Vaughan and people like that yeah you mentioned kind of that love like kind of electronic sound um so how would you kind of describe your own sound um it's hard because i guess you just have to like listen to it i guess to like make your own assumptions but like if i were to put my finger on it myself probably like a mix between r&b and electronic because my voice sounds like a little bit soulful and then and then the the actual like track that i'm singing to or like the instrumentation is like very electronic and drama bassy yeah i would have to say um the general kind of genre, most people probably just like just overarching would be kind of like alternative R&B, like you said, electronic soul. Like you definitely have like a soulful kind of singing voice. And I see that a lot in like UK, especially now it's like soul and R&B, I think is, I think UK is kind of like leading the way in terms of like that mm-hmm. more soulful sound. Um, yeah. Do you kind of feel that same way too? A hundred percent. Like I think that soul in the UK is like, mental like it's just so different it's like so it like sounds different you know yeah yeah a thousand percent because i think like a lot of our r&b artists now they kind of gone more towards like the rap route almost hip-hop mm-hmm. in terms of like the uk i feel like they're even going more soulful than what our soulful soul artists like used to do yeah exactly it's just it's just like a completely different kettle of fish i think so you are from the UK. So how did you kind of make the journey over um, to the US? Because now you're located uh, in LA. Yeah, it was so long, honestly. Like I went to New York because my parents were moving there. So obviously I couldn't just like live by myself. Um, they moved me out there and I was like, okay, sick. Like I can still do music. And then I really got homesick and I really just wanted to go home. So I went back to... Um, I went back to... England for three years. Um, and that was cool. And then I was like, oh, I feel like I'm missing out a bit. 
because I was hearing all about these, like it felt like LA was just like popping off and I was like, I really want to be involved in that. So I just went back to LA, not back. I, I, I moved to LA for a summer. Obviously the best time to go to LA is the summer. So like that gave me the fever and the like it to kind of go. So, um, I figured out a way I got a job here. I got, I lined up jobs in LA because I felt kind of purposeless if I didn't have a job. And I was like, I don't really know if I can do that. It's too scary. Um, so I got a job here, got fired from that job. And I, I realized I was like, oh, no reason. Like, of course I'm getting fired from these jobs. Plural. Um, because I'm not, I can't do this. Like every, like I would be fired because I would like be in a session and I wouldn't answer their calls or I was like in a session forgetting they had a meeting or I was in a session or in rehearsals, like this, that, and the third. And I was like, obviously I'm getting fired from these jobs because oh, I hope my parents don't listen to this interview. <laughs> um, but because I'm not, I don't do that. I need to figure out a way that I can make a living doing music and also like not be stressed out about life, you know, like not be stressed out about answering to someone or doing this and that I need to like let, I need to give myself space and air and breath to be able to like make the music that I want to make period. Yeah. I mean, I like a lot of our say that first up, you kind of got to just dive on in and make it like full-time job, fully commit. And, uh, kind of how's, how's that been going for you since, you know, been fired from a few jobs. Now music is your sole job. Like, I mean, last year was my first year doing it. And it was, um, the first two months were like absolutely terrifying, uh, financially, emotionally, whatever. It was just terrifying. I was like, not a good friend to a lot of people. I was like, not a good, like, I was just like, not there for a lot of things because I was just terrified. Um, and now I've gotten into the groove of it. Like I figured out like other things. I think we'd like taught in a system to be very much like nine to five is the only way that you can get a job in healthcare and, you know, live a respectable life. And I think it's not so much the case as an artist, you kind of have to figure out different sources of one income and also to like fulfillment. Um, and I think right now touch wood, I'm getting like both heavy streams of income, not income, but like heavy streams of like not feeling terrified about finances. Um, and then also like, uh, like passion wise, like creatively I'm feeling like very much fulfilled, which is great. Okay. That's good there. Um, so how would you kind of compare the the music scenes between LA and and the UK? I love the UK for its like electronic music. I think they're like unmatched, completely unmatched. Um, electronic music in the UK and Europe in general, like Germany um, and Spain and Amsterdam and whatnot, like really crazy. Like you can go so deep into like the subgenres of electronic music. And I love that. Um, and then... LA is really good. Like it's a great developmental city. I would say like it really weeds out the good from the great. And I think a lot mm. of people come here because they're like, you know, the stars of their high school or like they always had the main role in them musical. And it's like, that's so sick that you're like, you're talented enough to be able to like feel the confidence to be able to move here. But this is a city that like beyond, uh, beyond talent, you have to be a business person myself a businesswoman and I think that like it really weeds out the tough from like the tougher kind of yeah yeah for sure so in terms of like creative process like you said coming from opera kind of singing other people's songs and 
kind of just adding your own voice to it. Like now you're having to like songwrite, pick production, work with producers, kind of how, how's like your creative process now uh, with your music that you're putting out? It's funny because like I was, um, I'm writing like a little blurb for each song from this project that's coming out soon. And I'm, and I was just like, well, I've come so far because I feel like I've, uh, at the beginning of releasing music, I had no idea what the one, two step was. Like I didn't even know how to like promote. I didn't know how to write. I didn't like, there were so many steps I was just missing, uh, just from blatant like ignorance. But now I feel like the process is so clean to me. And so like, I know my pre-session like ritual for lack of a better term, or like I know how to get myself in the state of like flow really quickly if I need to, or like, I know how to like finish a song when I'm not feeling passionate about it anymore. Or like these, I keep on saying all like, but these little hiccups that artists come into, I feel like I have kind of overcome, but I also have a bunch to learn. I'm like very excited about the people that I'm working with right now. Cause I'm learning so much. Um, and I always want to learn. I want to be a forever student in my field. But yeah, I kind of remember what the question was, but I just want to... Kind complete... of just a creative process. Um, oh, yeah. In terms of like creative <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my creative process, I guess. I just, I, I feel like I can go... It doesn't, it isn't necessarily like track, then vocals and then melody. It, it's It's more just whoever wants to take the reins on this, that, and the third, like I can either take the reins on instrumentation and then someone else can do the writing or, you know, it's, it doesn't mm. really matter because I have collaborators now that I feel comfy doing kind of anything with, you know? Yeah. And, um, like, I think with your music specifically, like your production is really interesting. Um, you have this combination of like R and B, electronic elements, sense and all this stuff. And like you like, kind of mentioned earlier is, I think in Europe and UK and, and that area, like that electronic production is just so much more in depth and just on a different level. So how do you go about like adding those electronic elements to like more R&B, soulful type of production that you have? How do, say that one more time. How do I go about... Like adding, combining those two elements together, like boom, yeah. electronic R&B and... It's honestly, I think just a state of habit. I don't know. I don't know if it's a sense of like, actually, no, tell a lie because sometimes I've gone into sessions where I'm like, oh, this sounds like very R&B to the point where like, I don't even feel connected to it. Like I don't feel excited about it. Mm. Um, and then vice versa, like it feels too electronic to the point where I'm like, I don't, I can't hear melody or I can't hear like a groove to it. So I try to keep the like groove and feel and soulfulness of like, R&B and then also like the danciness of electronic and I really like to strike like a perfect balance but I don't think I've got that completely yet but I, I, I hope to someday I think like I think it's like a subgenre or like however you want to say it. it's definitely like developing more and more I can't think of a ton of artists that are like doing this particular type of sound or style but you do see like a lot of bigger artists kind of dipping their toes in like Beyonce with their like last album that's far more house dance and everything Drake is putting out full on like dance records. Um, so when you like see like all these other artists, like big artists kind of like kind of veering into that lane a little bit, like does that get you excited to see kind of like, Oh, more people are kind of recognizing the sound and what this direction. A hundred percent. And I guess it like makes me excited just cause it's like happy music. Like I really enjoy making like 
fun, happy music or like music that makes people feel driven like that. It, it feels good that like these big artists who have millions upon millions of followers and, and listeners are doing the same thing. It's like we're kind of changing the vibe of like people's emotions every day, which is cool. Yeah, totally. Um, so like I said, you, you know, this past year you've, you've fully gone in and to music as your sole focus, putting out more projects, put out more songs. Kind of how would you say like your evolution has been from when you first started kind of the songwriting process to like now where you are now? I think it's come to a level where um, I'm a bit less ADHD. I was saying this the other day, like I used to go into like a session and write and just focus like completely on melody and not so much on like what I actually have to say. And I think now like I have like this project has been so good for me because I, I have had the capacity to say like, this is the core of what I want to say. How can we put a branch on it? How can we like, put little veins out subgenres of how that feels to someone in this situation. And I think that like I've had a subject line and I've stayed really focused on the subject line. And I think that's how I want to go forward. Like going into a session, writing a song, figuring out the subject of it and really not going far from it. I want to keep it like super saturated. A song should be three minutes of that one feeling, not a million different feelings. Um, Mm -hmm. I think at least that could be misconstrued in some way, I'm sure. But I think, I think uh, that's how I've kind of developed in the sense that I'm not so all over the place lyrically. It's more, this is what I want to say and I'm going to shove it down your throat, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'd say it's been working out for you uh, last year. It seemed like a pretty big year. Uh, I believe you got to play South by Southwest. Was that last year? Yeah, that was last year. So fun. So kind of how was that experience and, you know. So fun. I felt like we were all going to camp. I literally met so many people who still come out to all my shows, who we still all work together. Um, actually, my one of my girlfriends who was with me, that trip, she now is like moved in with the guy she met at South by Southwest and they're like <laughs> in love and they love it. And I'm like, I see them every time I'm out and I'm like, I can't believe you guys like they're fully meant to be together. And I'm like, you guys met at South by like, that's so cool to me. Yeah. South by is definitely, um, I think even though as much as for fans and everything, it's even bigger for like the industry and being able to meet yeah. all these different people on labels and, and you know, people that are involved in music at all different uh, capacities. Yeah. So also I kind of like looked at Twitter and socials a little bit. You, you mentioned that, you know, web three is that seems like a kind of a passion for you right now. Yeah. It's just something that I got into recently. I'm not like an expert at it, but I definitely am interested in the whole thing. I think it's like so cool that artists can get involved in something that is like so opposite from art artist stuff you know like you would think this techie new subgenre of life or finances i guess is so opposite from the way of like an artist and i think that it's cool that artists who are like pretty airy fairy are getting into something that's quite you know beneficial like it expands our minds a bit more it's cool so do you uh kind of where, where do you see kind of like the future of music possibly going with like this nft this kind of owner ownership being spread out to like fans and, and whatnot. I think it, 
It's a hard question. It's a really hard question because I think I think it's good for certain things, but not for everything. I think vice versa. Like I don't think, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it translates to ev- it translates to everything. I don't know if it will transfer from like you know Spotify to Web three. I don't. I don't know. But I think mm. there's a lot of like exciting potential in there. Like. I think it's a good way for artists to get their music out to fans who wouldn't necessarily listen listen to them in the first place if they weren't for, you know, it's just like another pocket of fandom. And I think that's cool. Yeah, I think um, I think artists who like do really a job of cultivating an actual community um, can really benefit from something like that because then they mm-hmm. can avoid, you know, having to go through all these third, third parties and everything and just go directly to... Mm-hmm. to this community of fans that they've really cultivated. Mm-hmm, exactly. So let's talk about your new EP, Anxious Attachment Style. Uh, first of all, the name. Um, kind of what's mm-hmm. the meaning behind it? What is Anxious Attachment? So it literally is what it is. I am like the person who goes into a relationship and is like, never leave me. I'm so scared to be alone. That type of person. And I've realized that like, the, with my music, I make stuff because I want to kind of rid myself of that feeling. I, I do a lot of stuff so I can be like, that's a staple of how I was feeling in that moment. Let's move forward. And that's what this project is kind of feeling like to me. I, I want it to be, a, I want it to be a loss of control for myself and happy with doing so. Okay. Anxious attachment style. Okay. Um, so you've also been putting out some singles for it. So kind of what's the response been to everything that you put out so far? Really like very overwhelmingly good. And I didn't, I was very scared to put it out. Um, I was scared to put it out because it was like a switch from my usual stuff. Um, but people are really responding well. I, I, the show I just played went so well in the sense that it's music that people have never heard before and they were dancing to it, having a good time to it, like getting, like having a good night, basically. It was fun. Do you have any tracks, uh, favorite tracks off PP that you're like most excited about playing? Ruin My Life is one of my favorites. It's the focus track because it's very dark and like almost tongue in cheek funny. Okay. Yeah. I could definitely see that going back and heard it. Um, <laughs> I also like why you, I like why you lie. I feel like really the production on that one was perfect. Yeah. Trey, like my friend Trey, who I have a session with tonight, really like killed it on that front. He, he took the references of like UK garage drum and bass and just went with it. And I loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you guys definitely know that and kind of melded it all together perfectly. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So I think that comes out. Well, February 10th? Yeah, it's the weekend before Valentine's. Okay. Yeah. So do you have any goals or plans for this release, the, this EP, or you kind of using this to build up to a full, bigger project? Um, I don't know if I'm there for a... Pro- I, don't, I don't know if I'm there. Like, if, if you're alluding to, like, an album, I don't know if I'm there yet. Um, I think I have a lot to say if I were to do an album, but I, I kind of want to really, like, cultivate, like you said... Uh, community I want to make more of I probably want to do one more project in this vein um, and see how that goes and see if the response is still the same um, 
and and you know continue on that kind of wave until I do an album. Um, but we we have a music video uh, coming out for "Ruin My Life," which I'm really I did in the UK and I'm really excited about. It's like okay. literally town of Reading, very British, very fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just really excited to put it out there because it's such a fun, happy. I want people to just like be happy and fun to it, basically. Well, um, people will get a chance to hear very soon. I uh, think like a week or two now. Um, I've heard it. I'm a fan. I think uh, I think you're really onto something, and I think the whole subgenre of like electronic R and B soul, but however you want to like label it, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely like a growing uh section of music and i think a lot more artists and people are kind of recognizing the the, pot- the potential from like this mix yeah i think so too i hope so honestly i do i do hope because it's like such a fun thing for everyone to dive into it's different too so like there's been a lot of repetitions of things in the last five years of music and this is something new yeah they're definitely like new and, and refreshing and uh I don't know if there's like any artist currently in this like lane that you that you kind of look to as like a peer or as like an inspiration. Like I, I said, like at the beginning, this girl um, near archives is a really great one. So so good, um, so like clean and interesting. Her production is so interesting. Um, who else is the girl? Oh, Coco and Claire Claire. In terms of like uh, lyrical content, I think their stuff is so funny. It's very like relatable to women, especially. I think it's very funny, and I like the production too. Okay, You'll definitely have to check them out. Um, yeah, you everybody who is you know listening, watching this, wherever, definitely go check out Ella and her new project, uh, Anxious Attachment Style, coming out February tenth. And uh, yeah, man, thank you, uh, thank you for joining us to talk to us about thank your music, you. and you know, definitely be checking you out more in the future. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. I appreciate you listening to it and also saying those kind things. So I'm excited for people to listen. <laughs>